astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey everyone, I'm not sure I've began a podcast episode by talking about my cat before, but that's what I'm going to do. I have an amazing cat. She's so magical. She's about nine years old now, and Starting from when she was a kitten, I had a psychic animal communicator that I would go to whenever like issues came up. Um, and I have like a really uh, like my cat is just so sweet. She cuddles with me all night, every night. She's friendly. She always wants to hang out. Um, she's not really like a problematic personality or a problem cat by any means. I did have, like, when I got her, um, I had her sister also, and I ended up giving her sister back because her sister was a handful, like, too much. I won't go into it. Um, But that may have been maybe what came up um, that started, started me on the thread of having, like, an animal communicator. But I also, so Wendy, who's the guest... Um, of this episode today, she and I met through the evolutionary astrology community. Um, And I don't remember exactly what happened, but I guess I found out or she told me that she works with animals too when I had gotten these kittens. So I have Esme. She's still my baby. Um, She's like, everyone says that their animals are special, but when people meet Esme, they're like, they confer, like, (laughs) my cat is extraordinary. Um, But part of, I think, what's been um, cool, like, over the years is just that, yeah, if some things come up, I've been able to work with it um, and haven't just had my cat, like, slip away into whatever pattern or something that came up. Um, Like, recently, I lived in Peru for a couple of months, and when I came back, um, Esme was, like, a little depressed, and I, like, needed needed some support and energy work for her and I was like you know this is this is what I do with my cat and it's bizarre in some sense how this is really not normal um a lot of I don't think a lot of people know that you can talk to animal communicators and it's also bizarre just in the sense that um in this community like we're all into like magic and mysticism and maybe you're psychic or clairvoyant yourself but I still have found that animal communication is like a lesser known thing Um, and I found it to be incredibly important and definitely um, if I've ever yeah like really needed it um, if something was coming up with my cat like I've always just felt so blessed that there's someone I can talk to so I wanted to have Wendy on the show for a while one just because I want to learn more about how animal communication works, like how she got started, like how she awakened to these particular gifts. Um, And I also just wanted to introduce her to you all um, in case, you know, you have an animal and something, you know, 
you have some challenge with them or um, there's a lot of different, you know, we talk about it in the episode of like what you can talk to a pet communicator about, but, um, you know, I'm going to be moving internationally soon. So I'm going to be talking to Wendy and kind of preparing my cat for that move. Um, But yeah, if you have an animal with maybe some emotional or behavioral issues or, um, I mean, I'll leave it to the episode and you can hear what it's, um, what this is good for. I guess I would also add too that if you're going through any kind of like grief or transition, say like an animal's passing away, um, that can also be a time to communicate or like work with an animal communicator. Um, I can't tell you how magical it's been too for me just to be able to hear translations of what Esme is saying to me in English. Um, it's really sweet. And also just to to get an image or to hear translations of what Esme is, is doing in her own magical world. Um, I've really appreciated the translations of yeah, the magical realm that my cat lives in and her different gemstone necklaces and her relationships with fairies. Like, my cat's amazing, okay? I already said that. But um, a little bit about Wendy, and then I'll get into this episode. Wendy Grooms is a professional animal communicator and a healing arts practitioner of 29 years. Wendy fosters her passion for consciousness, evolution of the soul, and communication in an integrative style of healing, which includes intuition, telepathic communication, medical intuition, conscious channeling, energy work, and conscious touch. I hope you enjoy this episode, and you can find the links in the notes to connect directly with Wendy. Um, And if you have a pet, I highly recommend um, connecting with Wendy at some point. Um, It's been really amazing to have her support with my cat. um, And I loved this conversation as well. It's really um, heart opening um, what we talked about and just, you know, getting some insight too into how um, psychic sight works with animals, perhaps a little bit differently than it does with people or just kind of like what wavelength um, animals are operating inside of um, from a psychic's perspective. So this conversation was really um, illuminating and touching and I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey everyone, I'm here with Wendy Grooms and we go really far back. Like when I found Evolutionary Astrology, you were in that community with Linda Johnson and like these OG EA people and Um, So communing with you and that group was like a really big part of me going through some of my own initiations with evolutionary astrology and the plutonic experiences I was having in my life that led me to the practice. Um, But also you've been helping me communicate with my cat ever since I had her um, or like when, you know, like 2015. So it's been eight or so years that you've been helping me with my cat. And so Sometimes when I have these amazing breakthroughs with Esme because of our work, um, I tell my friends, like, I know the best pet communicator, like, (laughs) this is some serious magic. So I feel like it's overdue for us to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So um, do you want to share a little bit about your practice with astrology and with animal communication and how it got started for you? Sure. Thank you. Um, Animal communication. Wow. So it's kind of a long story, but 
if I just talk about my intuition, when I was like five at the park, which was right down the street from my grandmother's house, there was huge trees in Sligo Creek Park. And they talked to me and I heard them and I felt them, uh, these big, big, magnificent beings in the trees talking to me about, you know, you could, I could feel their wisdom. And that's kind of the beginning, the most conscious beginning that I remember of connecting with nature and hearing the voice of a non-human. And then it just kind of kept unfolding. And then I went through all this trauma and shut down. And then it all opened back up in my early 20s, which is also when I got into astrology. So it all kind of blossomed at the same time. But I wasn't consciously talking to animals at that point. I went to massage school. I um, like got really deep into energy work and past life regression and like just going full in on my healing because it was either, you know, if you're going to stay on the planet, you got to be awake or, <laughs> or I was going to be sick. I was sick. I had a lot of health issues. I still have some stuff going on, but, you know, so like pre-Saturn return, like, right, you wake up, it's an opportunity to wake up. And I had adopted these two cats, I was working on all this post-traumatic stress and all this, like, really heavy, heavy trauma stuff with some amazing healers and therapists. And um, one of the cats was really sick. And I thought, you know, I'm doing all this conscious stuff for myself. Why would I take my cat to a regular vet? Hmm. And um, so I found this holistic vet in Bethesda, Dr. Minier, this um, very kind of well-known holistic vet. And she was the only one in the area. And I went in, I took my cat in and she helped me. And the next time we went in, she said, do you want to do massage here? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like it was immediate. I said, yes, absolutely. And so I started working for her. And that was really great. And then one day I had started working with these feral kittens that landed in my backyard. That's a kind of a wild story. I swear they were from another planet. Like the universe just popped them down for me. Anyway, they became my total beloved teachers. And so I was in a session with a client at the clinic and all of a sudden I could hear what the dog was saying. And I was like, what just happened? But before that, my mother had come, came to me when she died. And my grandmother came to me when she died. So that my grandmother died when I was like 16. But then when I was waking up at like 23, 24, I had this whole powerful experience with her, like a burning bush kind of experience. And then my mom died a couple of years later and we had all this real difficult, really difficult life together. And she like showed up in my bedroom and because she had so much guilt, she didn't want to leave. She had so much to deal with, you know? So we spent all this time healing with her on the other side. And what it did is it forced me, it stretched me to connect with what you cannot see. And so I had this whole dynamic going on with her for a long time. It's very powerful. And 
went to massage school and then I could hear my clients. Well, my clients' relatives would show up in the treatment room, the ones that were on the other side and want me to talk to their their relative. And I was like, oh my God, can I do this? And then boundaries and energy work and like, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And um, so I was on my healing path, like basically looking for the great mother, looking for the divine feminine. I had so much mother wounding, you know, that it was really deeper than that, right? So, and I got connected with all these amazing healers. So I was really blessed to have a lot of healers, integrity, a lot of integrity. Um, and that led me to, I had this experience with Kuan Yin one morning. She was like the first goddess I had really connected with. And, you know, the goddess of compassion, which is what I needed, a lot of compassion. And I had this little condo and I was having this deep internal experience. I walked down to the creek and I came back and I wrote this poem called Venus Rising. It was all about my fourth and 10th house and all my planetary oppositions and how they communicate. I was finding, I was marrying the opposition. I was like coming into this union with myself. And it was right after that, that I heard the dog talking to me. It was like the next day. And then it just kept happening um, with animals. So I stopped working for the vet for a number of reasons. And I was working from home and I was having an issue with the veterinary board. They didn't want people doing massage and there was all this stuff going on. I said, forget it. I'm just going to call myself an animal communicator. I'm not going to bother with these people anymore. I'm just going to elevate above it, be done with it. <laughs> And um, then I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't do this over the phone. How am I going to do this? And um, and it worked. I was so surprised. And one day, this lady, I think maybe I'd had a session with her. She had called me for a session. But I had the flu or something. And she sent me this message. She's like, please, please, I really need help. I was thinking, I cannot do this. I have the flu. Like, I can't do this. And she was begging me. I said, okay. So I did it and it worked. It was like, okay, even when you're really sick, this can work. And um, so that's just kind of how it started. And I could have really, I got to a point where I was like on this edge, like you're on the edge and you're either going to fly or not. I got really scared. I was doing a lot of communicating, using a lot of flower essences with animals and people. And um, I did not jump off and fly. I was too scared. It was so, I was so expanded. It was so big, um, but it's okay. Cause the gift is still there. And yesterday, I just want to tell you this little story. I was thinking a little, I was nervous about this. And I was at the clinic. I work in an acupuncture clinic a couple of days a week. And my veterinarian, um, who I've worked for before, they called me and said, can you do energy work for this lady? Her dog is transitioning at three o'clock. And, you know, the lady that works at the clinic that does it wasn't there. Um, and I said, I can do it. I can help her from a distance. So I ended up doing this session yesterday. And it was like the universe telling me like, you know, 
let go, let go, whatever fear you have. And um, anyway, so it was really sweet. And the same thing happened this morning. Something happened this morning. So mm -hmm. it was like, even if I'm like some resistance within me about it, it always comes back around to being of service and helping. And so that's pretty much how it started. It sounds like this is something very innate for you and like you can't help it. This is something that comes through you and that there's been this process of <clears throat> like being with that, which I think it's really, you know, you're a Leo son. I think it's enormously confronting like our own essence, like just in this life, you know, like it is so joyful and like so radiant and expansive. And on the other hand, it is like taking up space in reality. And I imagine that like, having all this psychic openness early on it's just like of course this is what reality is but then all the messaging or the conditioning sets in of like that's not reality or like that's your imagination and it creates some kind of dissonance that we end up having to heal from afterward absolutely i mean i think that your generation um and you know all the younger generations you guys are like flowing into it at an early early age and you're really consuming taking full like taking the bull by its horns and just like owning it and I love seeing that it's just so fantastic and yes if if there's a vacillation between like a 5d reality and 3d reality to really do this you have to really own the 5d reality and if you're in it all the time then it just happens it's just natural it just happens you can't help it, it happens all the time I can put a lid on it, um, which is not really what I need to be doing. So, but I've, I've done that for sure. I have a strong Saturn stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I just think it's something that people with psychic abilities end up having to figure out is just like yeah. how to have boundaries and like yet not totally clamp down the gift. Absolutely. Actually, Carolyn Casey was the first woman that ever did an astrology reading for me. And um, she was like, you can become Neptune. Like, you know, she's like, because she's like, that is your gift to become Neptune and like just own all of those components. If you can throw off that really heavy patterning. Um, so, I mean, it's more than just Neptune, but I have a lot of Piscean stuff in my chart. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I, I think the like... Pisces cancer, Pisces is a big one, I think for intuition and like any kind of mediumship or something. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting this kind of random thought of like, when I was a kid and I would um, go to friends' houses that had a cat, um, sometimes people's cats, I felt like were so distant or dissociated and they're like, oh, the cat doesn't need anything, don't want any attention, whatever. And it's like, no, that's the human animal bond where there hasn't been that connection where it's like my kitten, like she and I were like cuddling together all through the night. She's my little shadow. She follows me around. And I've come to you about things with her where it's like, she's just kind of slightly like there's something going on, like a time where I was living in a group house and she started hanging out with one of my roommates all the time. And I was like, I miss my cat. You know, we got on a call about it. And, you know, she'd been hanging out with my roommate all day. Like it was like a house of five of us. And she had picked one roommate that she was hanging out with. And I was like, I'm just, you know, for a little bit, I was like, this is fine. Like, I'm glad she has friends. But after a while, I was like, this isn't okay. I want my cat back. And we were on the phone about it. And you were communicating with her. 
And she was in her normal pattern of, you know, being away from me for hours on end for the whole day. And as we're on the call, she starts running toward me, like running toward the room I'm in, meowing as she's running. And I see my little like blue lights that I see like all around her. And she just like came back to me and like stopped that pattern of hanging out with my roommate. And so I think that it's like, you know, I've come to you when um, there's something going on with my cat that I can't like quite figure out. And it's not, it's not always something massive. Like it's just. Right. With, with someone like you, because there's so much consciousness already, right. You're living in consciousness, your whole life, like kind of evolves around being present, right. And connecting in your upper chakras and embodying the present and all of that. So it's not going to take a lot for what your cat, you know, to tweak whatever's needed with your animal, because there's already so much presence and you're in a heart to heart relationship with her. You're in a soul relationship with her because you recognize her as a soul. Not everybody sees that and does that. Like what you were talking about when you were younger and your friends and um, their cat. And um, there's just this little story the other day I was walking a dog. So I, I also, I've been a pet sitter since I worked for Dr. Meunier. I do like specialty care. And um, I was walking this dog, Jack, who's been my client for like 10 years. And we took a long, long walk. And it was really early in the morning. And there was a little dog standing at the window. They had the front door open. It was all glass panel. And he was sitting there and I looked at him and I said hi to him, conscious, like telepathically. And he just looked at me and he was like, you can hear me? And I was like, yeah, I can hear you. And he was like, I want to talk. Can we talk? And then I was like, oh, no. And he was like so upset because what was I going to do? Go knock on the door and say, oh, can I talk to your dog? <laughs> anyway, just like they're very present. Animals are very present. And it's only us, we typically that dumb it down sort of or we don't have we don't tune in to what they really have to offer and some animals of course have taken that on and then they have this pressure or this like blanket over them so it all really depends on the level of awareness um i mean of course you can still talk to an animal that's maybe not in a conscious home but typically someone like that's not going to call me, you know, which is fine with me. <laughs> Meaning it, it can be a lot harder if there's like a lot of resistance um, to receiving. It's like, why would someone call you for an astrology reading that doesn't really want one? You know, it's kind of exactly. Yeah. 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 So how does animal communication like work for you? It seems like it's something that just started happening, but how would you describe it? So I was realizing, you know, leading up to this was like, do you, do you speak in images? You just hear them? Like what's the, the thing? Right. I think everyone's a little bit different because we all, we all have intuition, right? And it's a matter of whether we've cultivated it or not. So it really comes down to spending time, just like any relationship, if I want a relationship with spirit, something I can't see, I have to spend time connecting to it or I'm not going to really have a conscious connection. So it's the same thing 
um, with animals. For me, I feel things. I I feel things first. I can see it. I can see colors. I can hear it. I can smell things sometimes. I have all the clear the clairs, but didn't start that way. It they came you know, along. Um, but I could feel it. Like when I heard those trees, like in my mind, or I say, I, I heard it, but I think I probably felt it, but I heard their words at the same time. Animals, the easiest way to start with animals is they really do see in pictures. So if you hold an image in your mind of, um, something you want to convey to your pet, they're going to pick that up. They they feel and hear everything though. So it can happen in a variety of ways. Um, for me, because I had studied energy and I was attuned that way, to me, it's like, it's like a listening to a radio wave. You're listening to a vibration. So when I'm on the phone, I do ask for a photo of the animal because it helps me connect faster. I don't need it, but it kind of, it's just more direct. Um, and, and then when I'm tuning in, I'm using my third eye, I'm using my heart. Of course, your heart has to be open um, because sometimes they're scared too. I've talked to animals. They're like, who is that? They're, this is what they're doing. They're like under the bed. Who's talking to me? Where are you coming from? Like they don't, they don't know. They don't understand what's happening. And some of them don't want to talk. That's pretty rare. Um, most animals, they're just like, oh, hey, like, and they just like connect. And then we're having this, it's like, it's just this wave. You're reading the wave and then, then you can read their vibration. So for me, I sit, I, I meditate, I close my eyes. I tune in and I look, I use like my vision and I look at them. And sometimes it takes a few minutes to connect, um, to get their attention. So it all depends on, you know, the different, whatever it is they're going through or wherever they're at in the moment. So I usually ask people to be home, be settled, have your animal somewhere nearby in the house so that there's not a lot of stuff I have to navigate through. Um, I can tell you though, like when I went to Peru and I came back from Peru with such an expansive experience, um, I could see people's thoughts come out of their head and like go by in a little sentence and then, then they would be talking, but what was coming out of their mind was different than what they were saying. So you could see, um, what wasn't really in alignment there. Um, I could probably still do that if I had enough distance from the regular world. Um, I don't walk around to doing that, <laughs> but it can just happen that way. So you don't, meaning I don't have to be quiet and like close my eyes to get it. Um, it just, it depends on each situation is different. Hmm. What is, it's so interesting that animals would hear you or like sense you and be like, oh, okay. And just I'm like wondering kind of what the nature of their reality is that they can have someone pop in their consciousness and be like, oh, cool. Let's chat. Well, I, I think they're way more aware of energy than we are. They're much more attuned because, you know, they're 
prey or they're not prey, you know, they're the hunter, the hunted. And so they have, they just have more consciousness than we do. I think, I mean, yeah. they, we might have bigger brains, but they have more attunement to energy than, than we do. They're, they're much more um, aligned or they're closer to nature than we are. Excuse yeah. me. I, I watched my cat like know who's coming over like in the apartment building she I see her start to feel the person like before they even enter the building and she uh -huh. has different responses to different people like the lady that cleans my apartment for whatever reason she like you know I think the same day that they met I had had a house visit from the vet like the day before so she was just not having it so every time that woman comes over like Esme runs away, but like my friends that she knows, or like she can actually feel when I know someone versus when I'm just meeting someone for the first time too. Mm -hmm. And she acts differently, but it's interesting. Like I've talked about this phenomenon and people and their pets and they're like, oh yeah, my friend has this cat that like knows when my friend is coming like from 15 minutes away by car. And mm -hmm. still though, trying to explain it by some like subtle, like, um, like wave particle that's like this physical tangible thing I'm like it could just be energy they might just oh, I think it's very it's very quantum there's no question um but they're also they're also very tuned into your vibration and be, then she's like in that container right it's just like a child you raise a child you have a child they're in your frequency they might have their own solar evolutionary vibe, but they're in your frequency. So they're learning your frequency. And that's the same thing with animals who we live with. And then one time when I was at that edge of like ready to fly, I was doing a lot of, a lot of communicating. And um, my cat at the time, Cleopatra, I was going to go like run an errand. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. She just looked at me and she goes, don't go. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. She's like, don't go. You're going to regret it. And I was like, okay. But I just totally ignored what she said. And I left. And then I got stuck in like this massive amount of traffic on the way back. And I was on this big beltway and I could see like this heavy, heavy, heavy blanket, like on top of everyone, this heavy, there was like some probably mega transit going on. And, um, it was when Uranus was in Pisces, it was during that time. And, um, it wasn't like anything bad happened, but I was like, not happy that I was sitting. It was like gone for an hour stuck in all this traffic. And I got back and she just looked at me. I was like, <laughs> Okay. I mean, maybe it was like my guides talking to me. Somebody could say that, but it was really the cat. She really was saying, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. Um, one thing when we were talking about um, archetypes a little bit, um, when, when I was a girl, I was positive. I was going to go to Africa and work with lions. And I had posters of lions like everywhere, all over my bedroom. And um, so I had like this strong connection to Egypt and Africa. And I think that's a very Leo energy. Um, but I don't think that Leo is just the essence for animal communication. Um, I think there's a lot of mercurial energy somebody needs to have. Like I have two really, really good friends and they're both also animal communicators and they both live right near me. 
and we're all from the Pluto Virgo generation, but they don't have, well, one of them has Leo, um, but we all have that Pisces Virgo axis. So I don't know if that's part of it, but I know other communicators that are like from the Pluto Leo generation, they don't really have that necessarily. I've thought about doing like a little study on it. It would be fun to see like what every, what the animal communicators charts look like. Yeah. So. It makes sense. Like the mercury and just like bringing messages between and translating really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you make of like animal souls and like the, the things that bring animals and humans together, like that type of soul contract or yeah, a little bit of an open-ended question. Oh, it's okay. It actually brings tears up in me. Um, hmm. Just because I talked to that, the, do the dog that transitioned yesterday. Um, I knew I could tell, I was talking to this lady. I said, you're an intuitive. And she said, yes. And the dog like started talking to me right away, which wasn't, doesn't always happen, but he was giving me all these messages like right away. And, um, but the flow was already there. They were working with uh, another communicator. The, the dog has had energy work. He's had a lot of holistic care. He would, he had a bad cancer and he was dying from the cancer. And um, anyway, I guess my point is, is just that, what I said to her, and I've, I said this, I say this to almost all my clients, our animals come to us and there is a soul bond there. There's a connection there. They don't come to you by mistake. Sometimes they go off and maybe we're going to give them to our friend or something because maybe they're really meant to be with that person and not us, but we're like the vehicle to help them get there or something. Um, but like my cat Samson's right over there, he's laying down, sleeping. We have a total contract. There's just no question. But I kind of have, I'm a cat. I, I'm, I have good cat karma. Like I always, I always have a cat. <laughs> they always come to me. And um, I actually, uh, so my cat Cleopatra died. And um, I've been in this women's goddess circle for a long, long time with the same woman. Um, we do like energy work and energy belly dance. It's all like spiritual, it's all like sacred feminine, divine feminine. And um, we're all big animal people, most of us in there too. And so every year we would do a goddess circle around a different um, goddess. And this one year, uh, we were doing this whole Egyptian thing and my cat Cleopatra died. I got her, had her ashes. I put him in a um, little urn and I was making my altar for the meditation that I was doing every day. And I said, oh, she's Egyptian. Let me just put her ashes there. So we're doing this, like we're evoking like this life and death and rebirth thing and this mantra that we're saying every day. Well, I didn't even think about it. You know, so here I am doing this for like weeks. And I was working at this holistic pet store at the time. And I got to work and there were two kittens at the front door in a bag, in like a cat bag. 
And I was like, okay, that's really weird. Like, cause we didn't sell animals there. And I took them in and then the local lady came and got them who does rehab or whatever. Um, but when I saw the female cat, I was like, that is my cat. That's Cleopatra. Like, I just evoked her to come back to me like very clearly. <laughs> anyway, she ended up being my cat and that's her brother Samson there. And so I also had another cat named Gemstone at the time and Gem was getting really old and he was dying and he had kidney disease and um, a heart condition, which Dr. Minier basically saved him with homeopathy. Um, and Sammy used to follow Jem around and they're the exact same color. They don't have to be that, but they're the exact same color, dark, dark gray. And basically Sammy said to, I mean, Gemstone said to Sammy, like, you have to take care of her. Like she's your charge now and uh, I will help you from the other side. And that's basically, we're so bonded. There's such a heart connection. I mean, I, if I lay in bed and I cuddle with him, I mean, my third eye just like opens and my heart opens and we just have this whole like energetic connection. I have another cat. We don't have that necessarily the way I have it with him. That's another story, but um, everything that happens, this is my opinion and there's a lot of communicators out there, but the animals that come to us are coming to teach us something. We're all here for evolution and growth. I believe that we're not here stag. This is a school. I come to earth. I came here with whatever baggage I came with and whatever gifts. And um, they have the same thing, right? They could be old souls, young souls. Um, typically healers attract older soul animals or gifted animals. Um, and then our lives together, there's this exchange that happens. I'm helping them grow. They're helping me grow. I taught Sammy how not to kill birds. You can do that. He can go outside and like sit on the porch and be like a normal, just being, and he doesn't have to go kill everything. Um, but animals all have personalities too, just like we do. They're all chatty, chatty, Kathy. Uh, nope. Don't want to talk. You know, they're, they're very, they're just like we are. They're just in fur bodies. I mean, a scientist would say, I shouldn't say that we're, they're just like we are. I'm talking about personality. We're all very different. We all have different makeup. Like I went to my girlfriend's house. She's got this dog. She's a really good communicator. And um, this dog's had a lot of issues. And so she's been working with him for like, two years since COVID three years now. And it was really fun because she was on one end of him working and I was on the other end and we were doing energy work and I was doing some massage and I looked at her and I said, he's like a cancer, he must be a cancer, this dog, you know, cancer son. And she was like, yeah, born July 4th or something like that. I was like, cause he's so conserved and like, like wanting to like, he's just really sensitive, really, really sensitive and, um, and controlling. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyway, that's one thing that's come to me too from massaging animals and stuff. I can usually get their sign pretty quickly if I'm with them in person, um, which is fun. But that's just like an aside. And I don't even know if I answered your question. Um, so yeah, there's yeah, about the soul of animals. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really good books. The other piece is that, you know, when Cleopatra died, I was so upset because about the way it happened. And, um, she was out back and I told her to come in and like psychically, I told her, you know, cause I had told her before, you, you know, you got to come in and Anyway, she said, I'm back here with Sparky or whatever, some animal that was in spirit that was buried in the back. It wasn't my house. And um, I was thinking, okay, she's out there sitting on the rock. But what she was trying to tell me was that she was dead. And um, I was in my bed after I found what happened and everything. I was in my bed and I was crying. And my cat Rosie came over and she did the exact same thing that Cleopatra always did, which Rosie never did. She came over and she touched my face and then she like licked my tears. But Rosie never would touch my face with her paw. It was like Cleopatra was coming right through Rosie to talk to me. And um, I took, I ended up talking to this communicator um, in person. And when I got home, I got in the bathtub to kind of just you know, nourish myself. And Cleopatra's mother was right there, stand at the edge, like in spirit at the edge of my bathtub, thanking me for taking care of her kitten. And I was like, what? I was like, I know I'm making this up. <laughs> um, But I wasn't making it up because I had talked to like two other communicators about it. So, you know, there are so many themes that connect animals to us and to their own lineage and when they're in spirit um they definitely come here to help us evolve and grow and um some of the lessons are easier than others depends on you know where we are in our lives and all of that so mm -hmm. there's some definite good books about it there what i have my animal books in the other room um Anyway, I can let you know what that is if you want to know. Yeah, no, I, I, it's interesting. Like I just hearing from friends or different stories that people have with their animals. There's some of the more like heart-wrenching karmic like lessons and whatnot that people experience and um, or like, yeah, just a different uh, like I feel like it's been pretty easy and magical with my cat. <laughs> like she's pretty gentle with me all the time. It's been right. Like, but there's not a lot of drama in your life, right? So it's like you're you're on your path and you're doing your well, thing. There was. I mean, when I got her, it was like a partner that decided that we were going to get a cat or like I just was like, okay. And I wasn't really thinking too much about like, you know, I'll probably end up with this cat. Like, well, right. you know, and I'm so glad that it happened, though. It wasn't my idea to get Esme. Like she came into my life that way. But it was interesting because... um you know, like she, she was fine inside of the tumultuousness of my life. Like she was pretty relaxed inside of it. There were even times where I was like having, like I could have like a really insane astral experience and be like having a wild, like difficult dream. And I'd wake up like in a sweat and she would just be like, so peacefully in like a deep sleep. 
Like mm-hmm. she's very chill, but she's yeah. receptive to me and whatnot, but she was not really bothered by the drama in my life or, um, she well, just, they definitely feel it and take it on. I mean, they'll process it. A lot of them, it'll, they'll process through their kidneys or nervous system, or they'll even, you know, get cancer. They're there to help us a lot of times, but we're also there to help them. And, um, I was laughing because I was thinking of her in our sessions and it was just so cute because she's just so magical. Like, yeah. She's really magical. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But no, she did. When I came back from, um, I went to, well, it was in Greece. I did like this plant medicine experience in Greece and I had like a huge release. And when mm-hmm. I came back, Esme was like, upgraded in health her like fur her coat was like smoother she was like happier like I felt like she had whatever she was holding for me she also got to let go of exactly and cats in particular their their function is to really hold the space to uh smooth out the energy their cats are more third eye not that all animals are we all have everything but uh, dogs function more in a heart energy and cats are coming from this third eye. They're there to like really balance the energy. Um, so yeah, that, that's a beautiful, that's beautiful. I mean, when you're that in tune and you really notice what's going on with them, you're really in the flow with your relationship with your pet. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. been really helpful to get to talk with you um, about stuff that comes up with her. Cause if I face an impasse with her, I'm like, I really don't understand what's going on. I've never had to like, just accept it as like the new normal. Like I can have a deeper conversation about it, which has been really meaningful. Absolutely. Because I don't, I've, I've, I came in as an animal person. I'm pretty sure. Like I've just always, always, always loved animals. I'll always have an animal in my life. It's just natural. It's just part of who I am and we are nature, right? We're we're part of nature. We are nature. And so being able to connect and commune is such a beautiful thing. And um, to not just accept that, oh, this is just it, that they're, you know, honoring them for a soul, for a heart, for a mind, because they are intelligent. They're intelligent, emotional, conscious beings. Even one of the best ways to like connect it is to talk to a squirrel. They're, they're so easy to talk to and they're so family oriented and so sweet, really. Um, they are just chatterboxes and sometimes birds. (laughs) I love, I was going to ask also what other animals you talk to, because it sounds like you have a lot of expertise with cats and dogs or especially for helping people with theirs. But if you're out there talking to squirrels and you know, they're, their personality <laughs> profile like it makes sense that they'd be chatty but yeah I've never I've never oh, had they're so cute sometimes they want like mothering and you know um I've talked to snakes I've talked to birds um horses mainly cats and dogs because that's mostly what people have and I'm you know about 50 minutes from the city so you know I'm not like way if I was like on in, a, in ranch land, I'd probably be talking to more horses. There's a lot of horses here though. Um, but that's mainly, you know, um, some, some other reptiles. So yeah, but any, anything can really speak, um, the flies, bees, plants, 
So what would, for people that haven't experienced this or like don't feel that type of connection, what do you think would help them like start to open to this type of relationship? Well, one of, for me, I would say the best way is to sit and be quiet. It's about learning to connect with your within because if you have, if you, it's just like a Mercury retrograde or Venus retrograde and people are like super stressed about it or upset. Me, I'm like blissed out. I'm like, thank God everything slowed yes. down. Thanks for saying that. I love, oh. I love Venus and Mercury retrograde. Like Mars is, is more challenging for me. When yes, Mars not fun. <laughs> yeah. Like that's always, I take that transit very seriously, but Mercury and Mar or Mercury and Venus retrogrades are pretty pleasant. Yeah, for me, I, I I love it. I'm a Mercury retrograde, so um, I yeah. I you are too. Mm -hmm. I just always appreciate it because it just feels like the norm for me, and it's like thank God. And people, the world just gets too busy. Um, and I've loved this Venus retrograde. I didn't really enjoy the turning. This lot, it's just now turning, so it was like whoa. I could really feel this like heavy turn, but. Um, that'll, that'll pass. But, um, yeah, I, but I, I, I have a lot of retrograde stuff. So it's like, okay, I came in to, to do that. So if you want to connect with your pet, um, one of the best ways is to talk to a communicator because your animal is going to appreciate you so much because it connect, it makes the bond between the animal and the person go deeper because you're actually honoring them. You're respecting them. You're appreciating them. You wanting to know them deeper. That's one way. The other way is to learn how to meditate, get some body work, um, you know, drink some chamomile tea, <laughs> like, and sit and calm your nervous system, learn how to calm your nervous system down. Because when you do that, that's when the the it's like the volume on energy gets turned up and then you can actually sense and feel things and most people are not doing that usually for a reason they're suppressing something um some level of sensitivity some issue um that so they're using other things to have the boundary for them um very human very natural in this world but that's what I would, that's, that would be my suggestion. Um, work with an energy person, get some Reiki, like anything, like yeah, anything like that. There's so many avenues really. Um, yeah. and just like I learned in massage school, how, how am I going to get down to that deep layer muscle in the thigh? That thigh is really big. How are you going to get way down there? Intention. Everything comes down to intention. So if I'm there with my hand or my elbow or whatever, and I'm thinking, connecting from my mind to that part, I'm going to make the connection. So, and it's practice, 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 just like anything else. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that any time that I've been able to connect with an animal like Esme or any other animal when there's like a layer where I wasn't seeing or feeling them before. And when I awaken to it, it's so heart opening and humbling. And sometimes there's even like grief of like, wow, how did I not see this before? Like, this is so clear. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does feel like a really big heart opening experience. It, it It is very heart opening. I mean, I have seen and heard that some things that are just so painful because the animals alone with it, or I see what's going on and, and there's really nothing I can do. Um, Cause it's not my client. It's not whatever, like something I randomly see on the street or um, when I worked at the pet store, you know, seeing some things that bother me, like the way that someone's training their dog or whatever, it's like completely unnecessary. Like, um, and you can see the animals like really unhappy about it. Um, so sometimes I say something cause you know, I'm kind of bold that way I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Um, that happens, depends, depends on the scenario, but yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, the the thing, even now, just thinking about it and what always comes, it really is an honor. It's such an honor to be able to connect and communicate for these animals that don't speak our language, you know, Mm -hmm. that we can connect on that level. It's, it's really a beautiful, beautiful thing and really grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the perspective on it being honoring to just like take the step to actually create that conversation. So for people that are listening, how can they connect with you or work with you to talk to their animals? Oh, thank you. Um, my website is consciouspaws.com. So you can find me there through my contact page. You can find me on Facebook. I'm really not that great about social media. I've tried, like I have a, I have a conscious pause page. You can find me there. You can find me at Wendy Grooms um, on Facebook. Um, mainly those are the two ways. I'm also on Instagram, but I'm just not, I need to hire somebody to do all that. I just don't have the time for it. I don't feel like I'm not, I'm just not good at being consistent about it. Yeah, it's a whole other realm, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. I always um when I know people that like have something going on with their pet, I'm like, you really should talk to Wendy. And I love when people take me up on it. Um, people, right? They gotta believe, you know. But most of the people I talk to do. But right, seriously, right. For people listening, like if you have something coming up with your animal, like. Wendy is the real deal. This has been amazing. Like it's been years that you've really helped me with Esme. So it was really magical to get to hear more about your story and like what led up to this. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for you for how you've helped with my cat, but also how you um, have been my friend and the way that I was just getting into EA and found you like was quite a portal time. So I really appreciate all the ways that you've been here for me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Sabrina. I really, I listened to some of your recent podcasts and I was like blown away. I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm so happy to listen to that. And um, yeah, it was a very powerful time for all of us. And like, I miss Linda dearly, like just broke my heart. It's really hard, but um, the, um, uh, just one thing I want to say about, um, investing in your animal and animal communication. One of the things that I just started, I just started a nonprofit, which is going to focus on education uh, on energy work and animal communication and also a lion thing that I'm working on getting that going. And I have Oracle cards that are coming in a book and all of that, but mainly about how to teach people to connect more deeply so, you know, animals are expensive. We buy their food, 
we, you know, house them, we do all kinds of stuff. And so sometimes taking that extra step to spend money on communicating can feel like a lot for people. Just know that if you make the investments, not like something you have to do every week, sometimes it's like once a year, you know, for people. Um, and it can make all the difference in your animal's well-being, your animal's behavior, your connection, like this last session that we had, right? You were like, what's going on? And it only took a little bit and she totally shifted, right? So it's, um, anyway, it that can stop people, right? It stops people from doing things, money does, but um, it's it's a good opportunity to, strengthen your relationship with your pet they will be forever grateful <laughs> yeah so true I've it's always been an immensely positive ripple effect every time um yeah, yeah. um well thank you so much it's been really fun to talk with you thank you for sharing your knowledge with the podcast thank you so much Sabrina